Hey, you're listening to Macho Man Randy Savage. This is the Macho Pinball Podcast. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's the PCS Podcast. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday. February 18th, 2020, welcome to the PCS Podcast. Pinball cool stuff. Everything's happening these days. Things are popping, things are dropping. That's right, we have just, what is that, one short month until Arcade Expo 6.0. Arcade Expo 6.0 in Banning, California. Another week after that, so five weeks from this weekend, we will have TPF. And inevitably... More than one game reveal. Huge, huge time now in pinball. Very, very excited. Extremely excited. Good morning. It's 4 a.m. outside of the LA Fitness or the Fitness 19 here in Marietta, California. My name is Ian Rodriguez. Thanks for joining me. We are going to be talking about, of course, the reveals that are coming up. The uh, Arcade Expo 6.0 is an introduction. We are here, um, waiting for it, counting down the days. Um, I'm selling my Judge Dread. Hopefully soon. I got my laser ball working. Big things are going on. It's really, really awesome. I'm stoked. I got the laser ball working. It was totally my mistake. My 1979 Williams laser ball is now functional. Thank God. I have a beautiful, fully functional wide body from 1979 in my garage. And if you haven't stood next to one of these machines, you really need to. Go find one. Because they are a thing to behold. Have you seen Space Invaders? Have you seen Future Spa, Paragon? Uh, laser ball, um, what are a couple other notable gigantic wide bodies? They're about 36 inches wide, which is a good four inches wider than your standard JJP or Williams wide body from the 90s. So you're experiencing pinball in a way that's pretty unconventional, but I really love it. I love the game. It's fun, it's simple, it's, it adds, it's a great wrinkle to my collection, and I really needed a 70s or 80s System 6, System 7, or System 11 from Williams in my machine collection. And now that I have it, I feel very grateful. So I'm trading out Judge Dredd. Hopefully you'll get us some money for that or some trade for that and have another 80s or nine, uh, 90s Williams and probably an 80s, I'm hoping. Looking at firepower, possibly, but uh, I probably told you that already. So today I bought my tickets for Punk in the Park. That's right, the first annual Punk in the Park show is taking place in Oak Canyon Park. That's in Orange County, California, near Irvine Lake. All right, that's in the mountains up by Silverado, by Santiago Canyon Road. It's kind of an awesome spot to have a concert. So they're playing, uh, it's punkinthepark.com. Go check it out. It's my cool stuff topic. I haven't had one in a while, but after I saw the Vandals and No Effects playing Big Bear in September, I could not wait until my next punk show. So I did buy a ticket, it's punkinthepark.com, no spaces. It's going to be like a beer fest slash punk show, starts at about noon, ends at around 10. It is an all day affair and there are like 10 punk bands at least playing on two, I think three stages, probably two stages, but uh, it's going to be a long fun day, man. I'm so pumped. Uh, I like to go to a one show per year and this will be my show for the year, 2020. I like to buy one pinball game and I like a uh, new inbox and I like to have one pin, one show per year. So those are my two one things per year I like to do. And I'm really excited for it. The Vandals are headlining with Pennywise. Uh, the Addicts are going to be there. 
and a whole slew of other notable bands like Lagwagon, I think Rancid might show up, um, a bunch of great punk bands from the 90s, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So join me, punkinthepark.com, come see me there, it'll be fun, it's going to be a load of fun, and the weather's going to be pretty great, I'm sure, not too hot, not too cold, Orange County's very moderate temperatures, and especially not near the coast, so it'll be a little warmer because of that. So yeah, I'm excited. So we have this month, February, not a whole lot going on. Um, a tech day, hopefully. Um, let's close out the month. Hopefully I'll be getting a new job. March, we have Arcade Expo, followed by TPF. April, we have Punk in the Park. And the inevitable beginning of spring, which is going to be a welcome change from the freezing weather we've been experiencing out here in Southern California. I'm sure I can't complain. If you live in Montana or some other cold state, you're probably laughing at me, and I, I totally respect that. So, what happened in pinball? So yeah, I got my laser ball working, it's great. Did some lighting upgrades to it. Really, really excited. Gotta go to Comet Pinball, uh, cometpinball.com and get my LEDs to the game. I'm gonna go ahead and put uh, frosted cool white. Uh, you know, I might go warm white, we'll see. I'm still not sure. You can buy 100 packs for like 30 bucks of those bulbs, so it's really kind of a no-brainer. You just have bulbs for backup just in case. So, um, doing that, I uh, got to play, um, I'm looking forward to going to Orange County. It's called Open Market OC. It's a location that Orange County Pinballs services, okay? Now, it's got a Oktoberfest, which is the main reason I want to go play there. Open Market OC, it's kind of near San Juan Capistrano in Orange County. So maybe I'll go there next uh, in April when I get a chance to go to Orange County all by myself and uh, go have some fun out there. But I've been really looking forward to playing Oktoberfest. I think it's worth playing. I've never played it. It's probably the only game that's, you know, of note of, of any manufacturer that I have not played yet. Um, and unfortunately, I just haven't had the chance, man. But maybe we'll get one at the Arcade Expo. Who knows? There's no telling what John Weeks will bring in. It's exciting. 6.0 is going to be a lot of fun. They have live music. They have beer and food. And they have, uh, I think, three bands playing. They have Billy Mitchell and the Kong Off is going to be happening again. That's going to be Kong Off 8, I think it is. Um, so it's going to be action-packed, man. They really run a great show, and I'm looking forward to working there and just helping people have fun. It's really a good time. Really a good time. So I was watching Dead Flip, and yes, he did stream the Rick and Morty. Evidently, it's game number two uh, on location in Wisconsin somewhere. So there he went, right? Um, what happened? So, the, the, you know, the game, they got the great shot, and Dead Flip's excellent stream, and the, the designer was there, Scott Denisi. And I need to say, I, re I really respect these guys, the designers, Scott Denisi and Elwin and Lawler. I really do. It's, it's impressive to watch how they, how they design games and, and understand how hard it is. And uh, Scott Denisi uh, showed up, and uh, I think Charlie Emery was there, and uh, Bug, I guess, from Spooky. Deadflip was helping uh, them do the stream, and they streamed it. So what do we think? So as we expected, the theme integration is pretty slam dunk. It's kind of a no-brainer. Um, the playfield was also what I expected, I guess. It was really, really fan layout-ish and, and quite simple um, and, and a little sparse. So the playfield's kind of empty, but um, the, the integration was really neat. It was really fun to see the ideas that they took from the show and put into the pinball machine. If you absolutely love Rick and Morty, the show, and I mean you're obsessed with it, you, you, you've watched every season three times, you need to buy the game just because... It'll be a piece of the show that you'll never be able to buy anywhere else, and I think it's important if you really love something like that to, to fulfill 
and capitalize on your pinball passions as well that by just killing two birds with one stone so i think it's a good buy um if you're a pinball collector who has a bunch of machines and not not terribly interested it's not so much of a buy because it's a fan layout and it's very basic um here i, I think that the code is really really immature yet so we'll see what happens in the future but it didn't seem chock full of modes um and right now i think they said they only have two multi-balls coded into the game so it's pretty sparse code-wise as well. Um, that's that's an interesting note. I don't think anybody ever made the garage shot, which is off the upper right flipper into the far left loop, um, which is kind of a half loop. So that's interesting. That was a, a topic of conversation on the thread, was whether the shot was too hard or makeable whatsoever. I think it's a very curious topic because it looks to me, and if you take a close look at the stream, you'll see what I mean. It looks to me like it's quite literally off the deepest edge of the of the edge of the tip of the flipper in the upper right flipper and I mean the very tip of the flipper all right so you're shatsing it across the play field essentially you're not you're not hitting it off any sort of last third or first or second third of the pinball flipper you're indeed hitting it off the last eighth of the flipper which is as we all know really really tough to do and some of the high-level players can do it with ease, but you know, some of the mediocre to average players like myself, not so much. Um, just it's it's kind of like shatsing when you tip, uh, like pass it to the next flipper through the lane. Very very hard, very specialized. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. Certainly not going to be changeable after they've got their layout set and everything else. So maybe that shot will just be one of those magic difficult shots that you hit once per five or six games. Um, kind of like the SIM card shot on Dialed In, as we all know, it's, um, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what to say, um, but uh, it's going to be challenging. So they had a couple multi-balls, they were, they were cool, call-outs were fantastic, I love how you are Morty, that's perfect, uh, Rick is always antagonizing you and, and prompting you to get in there and do something, you piece of, piece of SHIT, <laughs> pretty impressive. Um, the art's really cool. It looks great. I think it's a. It looks like a an interesting game, but again, the, the the fan layout doesn't create a whole lot of unique opportunities for cool shots. So you're you're sort of are stuck in the okay one upper right flip flipper loop, which is cool, um, kind of like the maiden loop. Um, and the rest of the game is is pretty much just right in front of you. So um, we'll see how the code develops. We'll see how popular this game is after it's really released. But right now they probably only made 15 games, so only a limited number of people have them. And that's the way it is, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully the uh, Arcade Expo 7.0 will have one. I know they probably don't have one on order for this year, but it's my hope that next year they'll have one at the museum and we all can enjoy it there, all right? Uh, people have been talking about GNR, so Guns N' Roses is, of course, the next title from JJP. And the timing of the release, and I've already mentioned, I think it, it won't happen at TPF, rather before or after. We're really hoping for before. But evidently, man, Eric Minier's got some incredible tricks up his sleeve for this game. And let's just say the excitement's building, man. I think Guns N' Roses will be the game of the year. Um, especially since it will be released next month, or perhaps this month and have enough time to, to be shipped to enable people to make a really good score of the game and to give judgment on the, on the actual playability of the game. So it's a perfect time for any Game of the Year designer to try to get in the fray right now, and I'm, I'm really, really pumped to see what Eric's gonna do. So cheers to JJP, cheers to Spooky, congrats to them for getting their game out in public and having it function and, and be streamable and everything else. Let's just hope they keep working on it and, and polish that code and make it nice and fat 
and uh, you know, people hopefully will be starting to make the garage shot because it's a really neat shot. The garage shot transports the ball subway style through to the left in lane, and um, I just think it's cool. It's a cool aspect of the play field, and it needs to be accessible. So I'm really pumped. Uh, today's my job interview out in La Jolla. We'll see how it goes. Wish me luck. I am riding high on a wave of hope here, and uh, it's my hope that by March 1st, I will be super duper gainfully employed. Really, really excited. So speaking of super duper, before I leave you, the super awesome pinball podcast or super awesome pinball show is really, really cool. Go check it out. S super awesome pinball show. It's on Google play podcasts. It's a Chris Franchi show. He runs it with Ed Vanderbeen, the guy who runs TPF and they do a great job. Really, really cool show. I think it might be my second favorite, possibly tied for first with Canada. Um, Canada is a great show, um, but he does repeat himself quite a bit. And you do hear the gripe about Stern Pinball's poor quality and the gripe about, um, you know, Collector's Editions being the last edition released by JJP pretty much over and over. Um, and he's not really dealing a fair hand to Spooky, in my opinion. So, you know, I hope he maintains his credibility because he's an awesome pinball podcaster. I just want him to stay toe the line and be honest and, and straight about everything, not just the games he's buying. So, um, it, it's funny, when I was basically cut cut to bits on Pinside about my opinion about Spooky and Rick and Morty, I was curious if anybody would mention any of the shortcomings, because I know that the games I have have their own shortcomings, right? They're not, they're not perfect, no, nobody's game is, but it's, it's kind of a bummer to see nobody really being brutally honest on the thread. Let's hope it starts to happen now that the streams are released and we can see how the game really plays. I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Alright guys, I'm checking out. It is 4.12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here in Southern California. It's going to be a great Tuesday. You have yourself a great Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Play some pinball and love one another. God bless. God bless.